Now we come to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Ron Wolfley. This is going to make me look kind of freaky. Luke Lipinski. The great Luke Lipinski. <laughs> Devaluing the word great if you follow with Luke Lipinski. <laughs> Wolf and Luke. 98.7 FM. Arizona's sports station. Final hour of the show, live from the auction community studios. Probably get back into Durant later on in the show since we spent the entire break talking about it, too. That whole situation is so complicated, but I feel like logic at some point is going to prevail. Yes, misinformation, disinformation. Here we go, man. The wanton, willful desire to mislead. Uh, as far as the Cardinals, the running back room was one of those rooms that I was watching from the start of camp thinking not, not so much like, hey, who's going to get roster spots, but more like how is this going to break down behind James Conner? You know, has, has Eno Benjamin, is he at a point where maybe he could compete with Darrell Williams for the number two job? You know, how do Keontae Ingram and Jonathan Ward fit in? And I got to be honest, Wolf, as far as just purely a rushing attack last night, they didn't do a whole lot against Baltimore's defense. But Jonathan Ward found a way to make an impact in the passing game and especially in special teams. And Keontae Ingram just continues to look like a guy I don't want to cut. You know what I mean? So what are you going to do, Luke? What are you going to do? You've got a jam-packed running back room right now. What Are you going to keep five, Luke? Is that what you're going to do? I don't think you can keep five, can you? Is there any way you could realistically do that? (laughs) There's no way. Not in a one-back not in a one-back offense like the Arizona Cardinals have. You're going to go five deep. (laughs) You're going to go five deep. Man, I you know, there's a lot of people that would say four deep is too much. As a matter of fact, I could see the Arizona Cardinals keeping three running backs if, in fact, they had better players on special teams in the tight end room, if they had better players in the wide receiver room, if they had more players. I could see them only keeping three running backs and just saying, okay, we get we go three deep on our running backs. Yeah, they really don't help us out much in, in terms of special teams, but yeah, we're, we're only going to keep three. I could totally see that. But the thing is, they've got a guy named Jonathan Ward who is in right now, to me, fourth spot on the roster on the depth chart. He's the fourth running back in the room and yet he's probably the best special teams player. He, This is a team, the Cardinals, that if you are another team around the league and you are looking to add to your running back depth, I don't think anybody's looking at the Cardinals and being like, hey, I want Jonathan Ward as my starter. But if you're looking around and you're saying, we're pretty thin at running back, who's going who's gonna to have to let a good one go? The Cardinals are going to have to let a good one go. Because if we get the next wave of cuts and Keontae Ingram's on there, I'm going to understand it, I guess, to a certain extent, because it's going to be the proverbial numbers game. I don't want to cut Keontae Ingram. No. He's going to get scooped up. And I absolutely could see in week 12 or whatever, or next season, some team starting running back goes down and their backup isn't great. And Ingram's the third stringer and he comes in and rips off 110 yards. Like he looks like he could be that guy. I you know who I, I see him, pick, but that's where running backs sometimes get good from. That's right. I, I see him developing almost into a Daryl Williams. That's on the roster right now. I see him developing into that kind of guy right there. He's he's got the bulk, or right? maybe not as as big of a butt as as Daryl Williams has, but he's got the ability to he be two hundred. What <laughs> he lost the weight? Isn't I like big. No, Stop it. I'm, you get my... Hey, listen, it's part of football, ladies Look, and gentlemen. Ingram's a rookie. It is. 
Ingram's a rookie. He's not going to have that bulk yet. There's, there's so many people, so many scouts, they look at the base. That's what they look at. And Daryl Williams has that base. That's what he has. It's one of the reasons why he's able to run the ball with the physicality that he does. Keontae Ingram, I could see him developing into that kind of player right there. So to your point. Safe to say, since you brought up Daryl Williams, he's the number two guy. I think so, yeah. Because he's not really playing in the preseason. So I I think it it seems pretty clearly Connor one, uh, and then Williams two. And then, I I don't know, I would would tend to think Eno's three, Ward's four, and Ingram's five right now. But as much as I like Eno, and as much as I think that he could do the job if they had to go to him for a, a couple games during the regular season... He hasn't had like an amazing play in the preseason yet, and, and if it's if it's this bunched up of a room, you kind of need it. Like Ward had that twenty-seven yard catch last night. Ward had was like a 48, 48 yard forty-eight kick yard return. return right up the middle of the field. You want to talk about running into the darkness, man? Right in the he middle, was running right <laughs> up in the teeth. We call it the teeth for a reason. Those are the hash marks. They look like teeth. And he was running right up the... Can I tell you right now, Bay Sononians, bad things happen between the teeth. Bad things happen. He did look like a guy that caught that ball and was like, there's only one way for me to make this team, and it's running right through the middle <laughs> of everything. And he did it, and it he worked. He stoked it, too. I was, I was jacked up when he did it. Made a nice catch, 27 yards out of the backfield. Great read, too, by Trace McSorley, I would say. But let, yeah, me, let me answer your question from nine minutes ago that I never really answered. I'm going to steal your answer from earlier in the show. What am I doing with the running back position? Yeah, I'm trying to trade one of them for a corner. There it is, man. The Cardinals have made a trade today, but it's for guard Cody Ford from Buffalo. And that's an interesting move in itself that we can get back into. But It was so funny, too, when you said that. Cody Ford. I was like, Cody Ford? Cody Ford? I, I don't remember a corner named Cody Ford. I was like, <laughs> yes, I was like immediately. Yeah, why would they trade for anything well, that isn't a corner? Well, that's because he was 330 pounds, had a little wiggle to him. His name was Cody Ford out of Oklahoma. <laughs> it's tough to play corner at 330 pounds. It really is. Yeah, it is. But I would much rather see the Cardinals <laughs> traded Keonta Ingram to so-and-so for this corner than just that they let him go because he's going to get scooped up. And same thing with Eno. Even, like, if Ingram goes out there against the Titans and just has this monster game and they're like, you know, we got to keep him too and they're going to let Eno or Jonathan Ward go, I don't think they're going to. But if they got to that point, you got to be able to trade them for something because yeah. they're too good to just let go out there. And, and whoever has, what, Jacksonville has the first claim, I guess Detroit. I mean, I could see Detroit grow out there and grabbing Keontae Ingram. Who do they really have behind DeAndre Swift? You know, it's interesting, too, that trade, since you brought it up right there, for Cody Ford, a fifth-round pick for Cody Ford, who is listed as the number two right guard on the Buffalo Bills depth chart. This is a guy that started 29 of 38 games. Yeah, he's not 29 like of 38. Guy. This is a guy that's played in the postseason. The AFC Championship. Um, That's weird. This guy is, this is a, this guy has got a little experience behind him, man. Very interesting. Maybe that was simply the Cardinals saying, 
we're not sure why this guy's available, but we want him. Maybe it was that more so than, hey, we need to go find a guard. Bix Picks is back for the 2022 NFL season. Text pick to 620-620 to sign up and compete against Dan Bickley for your chance at the grand prize 75-inch TV courtesy of Corona Extra. Weekly winners are going to receive an NFL jersey of their choice and a $50 gift card to Cold Beers and Cheeseburgers. So text pick to 620-620 to enter. When we come back, how are you feeling about Zayvon Collins following preseason game number two? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo, afternoons 2 till 6. Do you think where Kevin Durant has the power to influence this now is a team who could clearly give up a superior package to the Suns. But if he doesn't want to go to those places, now those places have to think long and hard about whether they're willing to offer up what it would take to get Kevin Durant. What use do the Nets have? They obviously can't play him. You could, but it's very unlikely that they have him come back. Hey, we can't make a big trade. Just come back and play for a coach and GM you asked to be fired. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons, 2 till 6. 98.7 FM. Arizona's Sports State. Luis Gonzalez here with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Sanderson Ford is hitting it out of the park with Grand Slam Labor Day deals like this. Get 0% financing for 66 months on a new 2022 F-150 truck. Escape, Edge, or Explore. Or order your new Ford your way and get 2.9 financing plus $1,000 cash back on a 2023 F-150 or Ranger truck. Edge, Explore, or Expedition. Sanderson Ford has inventory for this Grand Slam Labor Day sale event. More new vehicles arriving daily. Remember, Sanderson Ford does not add additional markups over MSRP. Don't miss these home run deals with no hassle, no pressure, no nonsense, and no added markups. financing is a Ford Flex Buy. 2.9 financing for 60 months. Both offers OAC through Ford Motor Credit. $1,000 retail order bonus cash will be applied upon taking delivery of your new Ford. All offers expire September 5th. Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. How well do algorithms answer your questions? Your specific query will be addressed with a pre-written standardized reply. Thank you, customer. When you need help with life's important decisions like life insurance, home and auto coverage, and even retirement planning, turn to Farm Bureau Financial Services, the people who rely on relationships, not robots, to help you make smart decisions. Find us at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. Sun Devil football season is just around the corner, and we need you in Sun Devil Stadium ready to cheer your Sun Devils to victory. Join Sun Devil Nation this fall with a three-game mini-plan starting at just $99. Choose the Pitchfork plan, including Eastern Michigan, Washington, and the Salute to Service game against UCLA, or the Sun Devil plan with Northern Arizona, Utah, and the homecoming game against Oregon State. Get your tickets today by calling 480-727-0000 or go online to sundevilltickets.com. 
It's time for getting back to things, back to school, back to your routine, and back to being healthy. Summer vacations can lead to weight gain, but don't worry, Red Mountain Weight Loss can help. With RM3, the medical breakthrough that attacks unhealthy fat and helps you lose up to 20 pounds a month. It's available only by prescription, and you can only get it from Red Mountain Weight Loss. Schedule your appointment today and get back to the real you with RM3 from Red Mountain Weight Loss. Dial pound 250 from your cell phone right now and use the keyword Red Mountain Weight Loss. We are all feeling the cost of everything going up, and Collins Comfort AC and Plumbing wants to give you one less thing to worry about by bringing the price down on a new AC unit. Hey, it's Gambo here. You already know that Collins Comfort AC and Plumbing are the guys I trust when it comes to your AC and plumbing issues. And now I'm here to tell you, if you've been considering a new AC unit, the time to call is now. Just through the month of August, they're giving up to $2,000 off a brand new high-efficiency AC and heating system. This is just through August, so you have to act now. They planned ahead for this summer and still have inventory on hand right now, so this means more savings for you. With quick 24-7 service, Collins Comfort AC and Plumbing are official Lennox dealers ready to help. And you'll have no worries because they stand by their work with their no-worry service guarantee. So quit worrying and protect your nest with Collins Comfort AC and Plumbing, proud partners of your Arizona Cardinals. Call today at 480-NO-WORRY or visit CollinsComfort.com. Right up now. The Funk Soul. Wolf and Luke Middays. 98.7 FM. Arizona's Sports Station. Funk Soul Brother. Check it out now. The Funk Soul Brother. Right about now. The Funk Soul Brother. Check it out now. The Funk Soul Brother. Right about now. The Funk Soul Brother. Right about now. To let it like hit the instrumental part. Well, of course. So, so annoying. You can't just let that go. Yeah, it would have been ridiculous to talk over. How do you dance to this, though? I mean, do you dance to this? Is this what it is? I mean, <laughs> not, not, not what Rick's doing. That's not, not what you're doing either. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Actually, Dave no. Pash, that's, that's we do movie. it all the time. Dave Pash and I, we have this. Uh, I don't want to call it a ritual, but you get my meaning. Dance right off? There. No, we just oh. basically, before <laughs> before the game starts, man, of course, we're playing all the music, of course, in the stadium. We just start busting it <laughs> before we actually get on the air. And it's so funny because typically there's all these press people. The, you know, the, all the, the serious types. The windows are open yeah. so they can see you. And Yeah. Um, sometimes it's really ugly, Dave. <laughs> Sometimes Dave's dancing is the problem. Yes. I like the idea of a dance-off before every broadcast. Oh, my goodness. I just heard it right there. Maloney and Minch, of course, talking about the Raiders are getting ready to release Kenyon Drank, Basinonians. Think about that. Kenyon Drake. Have you heard of Kenyon Drake, Luke? Have you heard that name yeah, once before? Or twice, yeah. A running back, Kenyon Drake. They're getting ready to release him. Interesting. Why would they make that kind of announcement? Why would they leak that? Because he isn't released yet. Well, aren't you going to pick up the phone if you're interested in a running back? Aren't you going to pick it up and call and say, are you, wait a minute, I'll, I'll give you a seventh round pick for Kenyon Drake. Because you don't want them to go through waivers. No, because, I mean, waivers basically means Houston, Jacksonville, Detroit, those teams get to pick them up. If you are a team that feels like you're going to contend this year and you want Kenyon Drake or the conversation we were just having, you want Keontae Ingram or whoever the Cardinals are going to have to let go, 
Yeah, it would make sense. I mean, the Raiders are doing what I hope the Cardinals do if they end up having to let one of these guys go. Of like, well, I guess we're going to let Keontae Ingram go if nobody wants yes. him. Do you remember when the Raiders allegedly let Rodney Hudson go? Yeah. Do you remember I that? Did. And then we found out, oh, no, they, they released it that way so that teams would go, what? Give me the phone, and they picked up the phone and called. What are you doing, my Rodney Hudson? What are you talking about? Well, no, we haven't released them. Where'd you hear that? <laughs> right? As they high five each they, other, exactly, because they wanted a line to form, a line to form, and say, "Yeah, we're we're going to move them. We are going to move them." Though I'm glad you called. Are you interested? That's exactly what they did, and they did it to drive the price That's up. That's how I do all my cuts. If I was running like Jacksonville or something, I'd just have a list of 30 players. Here's what I'm going to release, and I'd just have a different name every half hour. And right. whoever I got calls on, I'd be like, that guy's probably good. We should keep him. Remember, I was talking about the disinformation. I was talking about that. That's how teams use disinformation. The willful, wanton desire to mislead somebody, to, to report something as truth that isn't. Teams do that all the time. Disinformation, man. So you'll pick up the phone and call, of course. Um, over to the defensive side of the football for the Cardinals. Zayvon Collins last night. I mean, how much can you really take from two preseason games? Like, he's in, right? Week one against the Chiefs. Zayvon Collins can be out there. He's going to be starting. So hopefully he's ready. I, to me, the preseason is more about getting him reps than me judging what he's doing. Yes, exactly. Okay, so preseason game number one wasn't great for Zayvon Collins. Was it wasn't? Horrific, but certainly wasn't impressive. Against second teamers. Okay, so preseason game number two, better. He he was better in preseason game number two, largely because of the first quarter. Go back and look at it. Zayvon Collins actually made some plays. And I'm not saying that facetiously. I'm saying that he made some plays, made some tackles, defended the the run much better, used his hands, got off some blocks. You know, Zayvon Collins, once again, in that first quarter, much better. I was really encouraged. Then the second quarter came around, and he really didn't... Well, it wasn't like he was awful, no, but, but he it, didn't it do anything. Yeah. It wasn't as good yeah. as the first quarter. But overall, game two, better. So I'm hoping game three is going to be better as well, and he's going to get the reps. He's he's the guy that we're all watching in these preseason games because he's really, I mean, especially with Will Hernandez not playing last night, like he's he's one of like, I mean, I'm watching Antonio Hamilton. I, you know, I wanted to watch Trey McBride a little bit last night, but as far as guys that you expect to impact the outcome of game one against the Chiefs, Zayvon Collins is like the one guy that we know, okay, you got to keep an eye on him. But I just I think you have to take it with a grain of salt in these preseason games. I don't think we're going to have a real read on who he is, Wolf, until they kick off against the Chiefs because he is playing alongside second and third teamers. He's not playing alongside first teamers. And he's also, I'd be saying the same things if he was having great games, he's playing against second and third teamers yeah. too. You know, he's he's out of place right now. Yeah, you know, it's interesting to brought up Trey McBride as well. Did you see how the Cardinals were trying to get him the ball? Yeah. <laughs> I think Cliff's excited to have Trey McBride. Oh, there's not about it, man. I'm excited to have Trey McBride. It was just great to see him out there in the silks. They were trying really, really hard to get him the ball. Andy Isabella. Hey, Andy, come on now. You gotta, you gotta get the butt out when you set a pick. That was was really jabbing to see that play. Andy's not the biggest guy in the world. I know. He's making catches. That's all I care about. 
Andy, Andy Isabella, once again, had another very, very good, very productive game. And the chemistry between he and Trace McSorley, once again, is obvious. There's no doubt about it. He gets targeted all the time with Trace out there. But Andy Isabella's got to stick that butt out as, as uh, Trey McBride is in the slot going to the flat. You're trying to run that pick play. And Andy did not stick the butt out. And that's the reason why that play did not work. <laughs> uh, I want to stick here on defense real quick. Game one, I think we would all say Victor DiMuchegi was the guy that really jumped off the sheet, right, defensively. Yes. Game two, was it Chandler Wooten? It was Chandler Wooten. I think it was Chandler me. Wooten. It was Chandler Wooten. To the point where, Wooten. like, the game ended. <laughs> rooting and Wooten. a Wooten. Rooting for Wooten. As Pauly would say. If he makes the team, we can have the rooting for Wooten segment. Um, to the point where at the end of the game, you knew who number 50 was. Couple tackles for losses, had the interception, but he was noticeable even before he had the interception. I don't know. Undrafted rookie, it's tough to make the team. He's out of Auburn at least, and he's playing well. I mean, if he goes out there and plays that well again against Tennessee, this could uh, this could get interesting. Now he he spoke after the game, Wolf, and they asked him, okay, you know, given the position that you play, do you feel pressure to still go out there and somehow make big plays to get noticed? Uh, not necessarily. You know, you just want to go out there and show you can uh, be trustworthy and do your job. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, the plays will come to you. Um, so you don't you don't never want to go out there and you know try to press and you know make plays and stuff like that. So um, I think just going out there, you know, supposed to be the mic backer, being calm, cool, and collective. Um, you know, just getting everybody lined up, and uh, that's that's my job. And so um, you know, I feel like everybody else will feed off of me. So just try to, you know, stay cool. Wait a minute. Was that Chandler Wooten right there? Yeah. That was Chandler. Okay, I've never heard Chandler Wooten I thought you were going to say he sounded like Vance Joseph. No, I've never heard him speak right there. Um... Okay, you know what? This guy's got my attention. Look out for Chandler Wooten against Tennessee. He's got a shot. He's got a shot somehow, some way to actually stick. Man, he looked good. He was a playmaker. He was shooting the gaps, Luke, making tackles in the backfield. Did mm-hmm. you see that? Yeah. Picking off Anthony Brown. And, hey, I know that Brown threw it right to him, but he made a hey, really nice drop into the, the zone. That's the game coming to you, right? That, that's the <laughs> game the form com- of the football. And, oh, by the way. He caught the ball when it was thrown to him, all right? He got a gift, and he took advantage of that gift. He wasn't perfect. He made mistakes, but he also made plays. And I'll tell you what, you go back and you watch it, Basinonians. Go back and watch 50, Chandler Wooten, as the Mike backer. And watch the way he attacked the line of scrimmage. He's not afraid. He attacked the line of scrimmage. Whenever there was a run play and he read it as run, he attacked the line of scrimmage. He tried to get off blocks. Many times he did. Other times he did not. That's a start, man. This guy made plays. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, there's only one preseason game left. The Cardinals have a lot of receivers. Who's getting cut from that group? It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf, we had this discussion last week on Monday because they, they had done the top 
NFL doing the top 100, NFL Network doing the top 100 players of 2022, right? So they had done 100 through 51. And there was, what, Kyler Murray, uh, James Conner, Buda Baker were all in that. We were like, okay, are there going to be any any more Cardinals on the list? Well, there is one more, okay? Because they did 50 through 21 yesterday. Yo. So, okay, number 38 is Joe Mixon. Yeah. Number 36 is Lamar Jackson. Okay. In the middle, number 37 is DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. There you go. Wow, that that was surprising to me. Now, I know that he was, what, number eight last year? I believe so, yeah, yeah. I, I, He's down he 29 was, spots. Yeah, he was in the top 10, man, number 8. So, But I still think, boy, that's an awful lot of respect right there shown to D-Hop, and I love that. It's, it's deserving. This is a guy that I continue to say is in the top three in terms of receivers in the, in the NFC. Top three receivers in the NFC, I think, for the most part, probably top five overall. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It is a sign of respect because he missed. You know, basically half of last season, right? And he's going to miss the first six games of this season. And I'm trying to see what other receivers they have behind him, and there really aren't. There weren't a whole lot of receivers unveiled last night. But I mean, that has him ahead of like Dak Prescott. That has him ahead of Austin Eckler, Fred Warner. All these guys were in the 40s. Robert Quinn, Devondre Campbell. Um, so yeah, there you go. Using that though as a segue, a jumping off point into the receiver room. You know, Greg Dortch had a pretty good game last night. Andy Isabella had a pretty good game last night. Those two combined for 101 yards and uh, was, I think, nine catches in the game. Um, so, again, I don't know that either one of them separated each other from the other. We talked about this last week, Wolf, because Hopkins is somebody that isn't going to count against your your 53-man roster at the start of the season because he's suspended. You have a little more flexibility here. But if you know that... Andy Isabella isn't going to be in your long-term plans past when Hopkins comes back. That would be another guy I'd be trying to trade. Yeah, you know, it's so interesting because right now you could see the Arizona Cardinals possibly keep six wide receivers. As much 10 personnel as they like to go with. And again, when I say that, it's not the 28% that Cliff was using when he first came into the league. Oh, that's okay? really, really high. It's not that. It, it is. That's really the Arizona high. Cardinals last year had 10 personnel 13% of the time. That by far and away led the league. By far and away. 13% of the time they were in four wide receiver. And then, of course, you had the Miami Dolphins. No, no wait. It wasn't the Miami it was Dolphins. The it was the Jets. Yeah. It was the New York Jets at number two, 8%. And then the Buffalo Bills at number three, 7%. I mean, think about that. The Cardinals basically were doubling any other team in their use of four wide receiver sets. And yet that's way down from when Cliff Kingsbury first came in here, of course. So you're going to keep maybe six receivers outside of DeAndre Hopkins. Is that a possibility to do? So could you do that without damaging the rest of your team? Could you keep 10 running backs and receivers? Like, Could you go four running backs, six receivers? Oh, man, that is so much right there. I mean, if you think about it, Wolf, let's say they're keeping three quarterbacks because Cliff kind of implied they were. Right. Yeah. And, and McSorley <laughs> didn't have a great game last night, but but he wasn't. You know, I don't think he like hurt his. I don't think he's like off the team now because of last night. So then you're going to say 13 of your 53 guys are running backs, quarterbacks, and receivers. 
that's a lot. Yeah, where are you going to take that from? Where Where is that going to, well, let's see, maybe the offensive line room. Maybe you don't feel really, really good about some of the young guys that you have. Maybe you think, my goodness, we, we could cut this guy, and this guy's going to clear waivers, so we'll bring him back on the practice squad, man, of course. Maybe you're thinking about that possibility as well. Who that would be, I don't know. But, of course, Lasita Smith is one of them. Marquise Hayes is the other one right there. If you're looking at these young guys, maybe you're thinking, no, we, we could, we're only going to dress eight on game day. And most teams only dress seven offensive linemen on game days. Think about that. I've always thought that was such a dicey number. Yeah, that's a position right I don't there. like cutting corners on. Exactly. But maybe you're going to go ahead and say, well, you know, we'll fill the practice squad up with a lot of these offensive linemen, including the two guys we really, really like. The young guys, Lasita Smith and Marquise Hayes. Mo. Uh, we'll see. Mo. I don't, I don't recognize him as Marquise Hayes. I recognize him as Mo. Mo. That's okay. His name. That's why. That's what they call him now. I was. I was trying to kind of work this out during the game last night. Like, okay, can you get down to a fifty-three man roster? How much can you really? You know, let's say you kept ten offensive linemen. Let's say that, you know you have those thirteen guys we already talked about: uh, quarterback, running back, and receiver. Okay, well, you're going to keep. I mean, how many tight ends are you going to keep? At least. Probably four, right? I'm thinking four. Okay. Can you keep four? So that's 27 guys just on offense. Psychovitz made a couple of plays on teams, uh, too. Max Williams told us last week that that's the guy to watch. I liked it. Him and and Trey McBride and uh, and Zach Ertz. Okay, so there's 27 guys on offense that kind of went through. And I I was able to get it right around 26 guys on defense. And Wolf, I was all set. And I realized they didn't have a kicker or a punter on my team. Or a deep snapper. Yeah, so (laughs) I don't know if they can keep all these guys. Man, it is going to be a tough proposition. But, you know, that's what you want, right? (laughs) Yeah. You want it to be difficult when you cut down. Yeah, you don't want it to be like, no, how are we going to find 53 guys? <laughs> this is the easiest cut I've ever seen. <laughs> we keep, Man, we I'll tell you, you did, down great, to 45. you did a great job with this. <laughs> this is fantastic, man. We got to 53 like bada bing, bada yeah. boom. We just kept going. We got it all the way down to 38, and that's our lineup. <laughs> Uh, here's Greg Dorch after the game on the Cardinals radio network last night. I think I've done pretty well. I'm um, still working every day. Um, today was not my best effort, but um, that's why you get up and you practice and you come back to work the next day to just to work and uh, continue to get better. So I'll do that. Um, I wish we could have won today, uh, but that's why we get another chance next week against Tennessee. Yeah, Victor Bolden had a decent game too, but he also dropped a touchdown. And, and Victor Bolden's like so much. It was a. It wasn't like a perfect throw. Yeah, but it just feels like with Bolden, it's like you got to be perfect. And that was like, ah, sorry, you get a ninety nine percent tonight. Yeah, instead of it's amazing because he led the team in targets. Mm-hmm. Victor Bolden, he had nine targets out there. He had five receptions, of course. Andy Isabella once again with the snowman targets. McSorley. Are you kidding me? If McSorley ever has to come into a game, do you think he's going to be like, okay, get Hopkins and Hollywood? I need, I need. <laughs> Andy Isabella, Greg Dorch, and we need Victor Bolden back. Like, yeah, he's got I, some chemistry with those guys. Can I just say right now, I really well done, Andy. Um, this is a guy that came into the league and he was not ready to be an NFL wide receiver, ladies and gentlemen. He was not. He has worked really, really hard. And he has worked, you can see it in terms of catching the ball. This is a guy that goes out after every practice, and I don't know how many, I really don't, but I've just noticed watching him. He goes out, he's the last guy on the field catching the ball. 
Andy Isabella. It the shows. It, it does show. He's his hands. He's catching the ball away from his body, doing a great job with that. Um, he looks fantastic. He does. He he's the one. The if you were going to look at one guy that has really produced. Okay, two guys that have really produced in the first two preseason games, Greg Dorch yeah. and Isabella. He's to the point now where if you if you were trying to sneak him to the practice squad and you're like, okay, we're going to cut Andy Isabella, I think somebody else swoops in and takes him at this point. And I, don't, I don't know that that would have been the case a year ago. Um, Andy Isabella, I think, if in fact you were to let him to go, if you're going to let him go, he's going to end up with the Patriots. There's my yeah. That seems cents. like a very Patriot thing, and then we're he goes move off the slot and turn him into Wes Welker. He goes off against the Cardinals in December. I, I don't like this. All right, just announced Wes comedian. Welker with four three speed. Comedian Tom Segura is heading to Celebrity Theater for a special Netflix taping of his new world tour. Tickets are going to go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m., but you can win a pair of tickets now by visiting the contest page on ArizonaSports.com. All right, we come back. Even if Kevin Durant doesn't end up on the Suns, at least he's staying in the East, right? Right? It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf, we're going to play a game here. Remember like a couple weeks ago when I said how happy I was that we hadn't heard any sort of report that Mikel Bridges' name had been dangled in any sort of actual trade offer yeah. to the Nets? Right. And then I remember earlier in the show today after we read the Shams report that as of today it has been dangled and I yeah. said I hate it. This yeah. is why I hate it. Why? Because now Mikel's tweeting. Okay, what did, what did he tweet? First he tweeted the little uh, eye emojis, like the look emoji. And then he tweeted, I'm sitting here watching just like y'all, LOL. So I immediately looked to make sure the Phillies aren't playing, and they aren't, because okay. he frequently tweets about the Phillies. Dumb. Anybody that follows Mikel Bridges knows it's like 50% Phillies talk, okay. at least. Right. Okay, LOL. He's laughing. Well, it's Mikel Bridges. Okay, he laughs at everything. Okay, he's laughing right now. Once again, do you, do you not think that James Jones and Monty Williams may have had conversations? That's internal. As in I'm plural? Sorry, I can't. <laughs> exactly. It is internal right now. I'm sure they've talked to Mikel a lot about this scenario. What is going on still with the Kevin Durant situation? That really does sum up uh, Mikel Bridges and, and, uh, and, and Jalen Brown, though, doesn't it? Jalen Brown gets his name dangled immediately. SMH. Mikel Bridges gets his name dangled in trade talks immediately. LOL. Yes. <laughs> I mean, have you ever seen Jalen Brown smile? He's constantly shaking his head. Have you ever seen Mikel Bridges ever not smiling? Yeah. He's constantly laughing. And it's one of the reasons why, though, Mikel Bridges, too, this is one of the reasons why I don't want to see him go. I don't want to see him go either. Because of his attitude. It's who he is. To his bones. Yeah, I. You know, it's been we've been talking about a version of this for I, I, basically three months. You know, on this show. Yeah. And I'm I'm kind of I'm getting to the point where you are, where if you tell me they traded for Kevin Durant this afternoon, it's going to be exciting, and I, you have a better chance to win the title. But if you tell me that you're just going to run it back with this group. I'm fine with that, but like, let's run it back with this group. Let's yeah. not be stuck in limbo where Mikel Bridges' name is still getting dangled in trade rumors on Thanksgiving while right. the season's going. You right. know, you know. I, and once again, I think, and we've talked about this a number of times today, but the Brooklyn Nets—they know it's untenable. It's an untenable situation. They've got to move him before the season starts. They know it. That's their deadline. They have to move him before he comes in because of Steve Nash and. Sean Marks, of course. And don't 
tell me they won't take a discount because they are going to get a discount. Because I think Kevin Durant wants to play for X team. Now, maybe he's got X and Y. Maybe he's got X, Y, and Z. But maybe everybody knows it's X and then Y. And maybe that X is the Phoenix Suns. And I I think early on, when, when all of this conversation was first coming out about Kevin Durant, it was Phoenix that was tied yeah. to him because it was leaked that Kevin Durant wanted to play for the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. And, and you said something before, and this is off the air, we were talking about this. You know, if if you're a team like Boston or you're, like Philly isn't even, I didn't even see them on the odds yeah, to, to land right. them in Vegas. They, they're up there, but they're not anywhere near where the Suns and Celtics are. And, and this all came about today because Shams put out a story that Memphis is a team to look out for, and they immediately moved up in the uh, in the Vegas odds as a potential team that could get them. Although, I'll try and find the follow-up tweet from Shams. He said, yeah, the Grizzlies have five first-round picks to theoretically utilize in a Kevin Durant trade. That gives them an advantage. Most teams can only trade four. Uh, but sort Sources say they will not make Jaron Jackson Jr. or Desmond Bain available. Like, all right, well, then you're not getting Kevin Durant. <laughs> Interesting. What are you giving up? Just picks for KD? Exactly. But your, your point off the air before was maybe some of these other teams are getting wind of, yeah, KD doesn't really want to come there. He just wants to go to Phoenix. Then why are you going to trade for why? him? I mean, think about that. Who wants to be number two? Anybody out there, number you know, you suck. Like being the <laughs> second place is the worst. I'd rather be. Who wants to be number 15. two? Okay, your girl wanted to be with number one. How do you feel? <laughs> hey, consolation prize guy. Hey, how you doing? How's that feel? Yeah, you know, I mean, who seriously? Who wants to be number two? Well, we're really gonna we're gonna be so nice to him. We're gonna be so nice to him. He's gonna be he's gonna be happy that he was coming here. You know, I mean, I, I'm sorry. He wanted to go it. to Brooklyn, and he wants out. Can you imagine if he, he gets traded to a exactly, team he doesn't want to go to? Exactly right. So, again, there's all this disinformation that is up there. The wants and willful desire to mislead is out there, and you got to put it all in the funnel, and you got to look at the bottom of the funnel. What is coming out? What is coming out of the bottom of the funnel, to me, is Kevin Durant wants to be a Phoenix Sun. I believe that. I believe the reports early on that he wanted to play with Devin Booker, and he still does. And I also believe coming out of the bottom of the funnel is the Brooklyn Nets have to move KD before the season. As we all know, it's untenable, regardless of what they say. Oh, no, we'll be fine. We'll hang on to him. We're going to be fine. Yeah, nobody we'll get believes along. that anymore. No, nobody. Not after that meeting with Joe no, Sy. No, no way. The other thing I think you have to to put wherever on that funnel, you have to put the fact that if the Suns were able to trade DeAndre Ayton right now, this deal is getting done, so, don't you think? Yeah, okay, but they're not. They're not. They're not. They're not so able why, to. So why are the Suns so busy, according to Sham Sharania? Why are they so involved, so engaged when they know, they, hey, listen, DA's not going to be a piece of it? Why? Because they know. Kevin Durant, James Jones knows, Monty Williams knows, KD wants to be a son. That's my guess. Because unless you're the Lakers, and the Knicks think they're this team, but they never are, how often does a player like Kevin Durant be like, I want to go play there? 
right now, and in their in their prime. Not to I, Kevin Durant's like I want to go retire in Phoenix. Kevin Durant wants to come here and win titles. So if you're the Suns, you got to do your due diligence. You've got to make every single effort because if he ends up on another team, the last thing you want to be looking around is is and saying is, oh, if we had done this, we could have had him. Like if he ends up on Boston, fine. To my point earlier, I don't want him ending up on Memphis. Because all of a sudden you're behind Memphis. If they have Kevin Durant and John ja Morant, aside from the fact that it rhymes, Kevin Durant and John ja Morant. Oh my goodness, no way. That's a problem. That just so you can't. I mean, you have really have no control over that unless you get him. But from my perspective, if he doesn't go to the Suns, fine. I like the team you have, but keep him in the East. None of this Memphis talk. Where did this come from? <laughs> you know, at some point in time, right there, it's going to be John ja Durant and Kevin Morant. <laughs> Right, somebody's gonna somebody's gonna butcher that. Yeah, that would be that would not be fun to um, announce those games for that reason alone. I'm glad I'm not in Memphis <laughs> doing sports talk. <laughs> Did you think that's how you were gonna end the show because, today? You know, honestly, that would have been me butchering yeah. that. It, it, it actually so is that a shock to you. You were still the first one to say it, and you don't even work in Memphis. You're not doing sports uh, talk. John Durant. We never got to rip Rick for going to get pizza. Remember, we had that bet of if, if he saw me eating uh-huh. pizza, if he was gonna go grab it, and he did. But look, it's Kevin. Morant. All right. Uh, thanks to Aaron Maloney for producing. Uh, Rick is around here somewhere, too, for Wolf. I'm Luke. We got Burns and Gabo next on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports <laughs> Station.